Because he got he to gotta see it. Go Hold ahead. Oh, You said, I just left Men's Warehouse mm-hmm. buying my Valentine's Day outfit. Uh-huh. Bro, you're going to go out on Valentine's Day? That's why I was like, you got to see this comment. Yes. Living where you live, I ain't going to put you out on blast. But, yeah, actually. We have put him out, out on blast. In Hotlanta, Georgia, you gonna go out on it's Valentine's Day? I ain't here. Look, he said that Usher song came on yesterday, and his inbox blew up. Okay, he is ready to go out. First time celebrating the holiday since 2017. That's like what six years, seven years. Gonna take her out somewhere fancy, but I'm only gonna order appetizers and water <laughs> for me. You already know three kids. Peter said, "Hey, girls, Peter, there's only one girl here." There's one, actually, there's one woman here, and then you got a man here. So we're going to correct that today. All right? I appreciate you popping in. Make sure you hit that like button. Now, Michelle. So, wait, but can we talk about how Perry Productions is doing something for Valentine's Day? Now I low-key want to do something. I didn't want to do nothing before, but now I saw that, and I'm kind of like, can I get a hug with this kiss? Like, can I step it up a little bit? How's that one Bible verse go? But in this house, <laughs> but as we for don't me, go out from, as for me in my house, we don't go out to eat on Valentine's Day. I don't go out to eat on Valentine's you Day. You gonna get this kiss? Okay. You gonna get this hug? Okay. Maybe some things we can't talk about off camera on camera, but well, excuse the moi, s'il vous plaît. <laughs> So it's Monday. Both Michelle and I both had our regular work day. She came from the gym prior to coming here. As both in both us, both of us uh-huh. are committing to working on our health and fitness in 2024. So we both have said at least three times a week at the gym. What is that? What was it? Three times a week? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So we're also learning ASLs and we didn't do, we ain't do no practicing all week. So now's the perfect time for us to get some practicing. I know she did this several times. So mm-hmm. I think you can do three times a week that way. And then there was like another one three times a week or something like that. No, nice. You have a better memory than I do. So I, re- I rely on you for a lot of that memory. That stuff. really sucks because my memory is horrible. My hey. memory is trash. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Okay. Tarika said, how y'all doing? Tarika, how you doing? How you doing? All is well over here. You know, we just cutting up like we normally do. That's all. That's all. Today's topic. Ooh, what's it about? Transparency, essentially. We titled it, Afraid of Transparency. Then why are you dating? How soon do you show full transparency to someone? And... We kind of got this idea from the Better Than Perfect podcast. Shout out to John and Nicole, as they had an episode where they talked about sharing your location with your loved one and passwords and stuff to cell phones and laptops. And in today's day and age, your cell phone and your laptop and computer is like your journal. Yeah. Right? You share and do a lot within those things. Access to your accounts and stuff starts through those. And to give somebody somebody that type of transparency, how early do you do that? Is that just reserved for husband and wife? What about your fiance? What about if you're not really engaged, but you decide to do life together without that 
title of husband and wife, but you're somebody that's with someone for longer than 10 years and y'all are building a life together. How soon do you open up all the things and give them that level of transparency? Now, let's put our cards on the table. Actually, before we do, I almost forgot. Sorry, yeah. We've got this let's get deep questions for, for couples. <sighs> I don't know what happened. All right, so people can still hear us, but they can't see us. I don't know what happened. Something went wrong with uh, this is the second week in a row that we have had something happen to our iPhone. And we're back. All right. Okay, so let's, we're just not going to change the screen. Let's hope that doesn't happen again. We're just not going to change the screen. It's a little bit of a delay. Oh, okay, so we are changing the screen. Yeah, it's fine. Icebreaker, let's go. All right, icebreaker. <clears throat> Do you believe in astrology? Why or why not? Nope, I think it's dumb. I think that people that believe in astrology use it as an excuse when they do things wrong and not hold themselves accountable to anything. Okay. What's your answer? The exact same thing. Boom. So not to be redundant, but I think we look for ways to excuse bad behavior instead of uh, taking ownership and accountability for it. So no, I do not. Yeah. I think that it's ridiculous. Well, you know, I'm a Gemini. So, you know, my double personality, shut up, shut up. I feel like you and I were just talking about this earlier this week one day or no. over the weekend. Uh-uh. I said something about people blame stuff on, I don't know. I thought I remember doing that. Deep question. What's your go-to de-stress activity? Video games. That's my go-to de-stress really for anything. I'll hop on the Xbox, but it's, it's, to be more specific, it's the social aspect of gaming. So okay. getting on with the fellas, we all crack jokes, chop it up, laugh and things like that. That's the one thing that um, I like to de-stress with, and it's video games. How about you? So for me, my de-stressing activity is to watch TV. And I'm not saying I go to those completely mind-numbing television shows or anything, but I'll go to something with like a good action drama, something that's not too predictable. And I'll watch that, and that'll help me de-stress and unwind. Reading, I know some people can turn to reading to de-stress, and I do love to read, but reading does not help me de-stress at all. Okay. Not at all. So it's a little bit of a delay. I'm seeing that it's a little bit of a delay. Um, but it looks like it's coming back um, somewhat. I see... Uh... Is it like stopping? It doesn't look like it's stopping, but it does look like it's significantly behind us. Okay. So let me pull this back up and see where we are. Oh, yeah, that's real significant. Yeah, that's... At least on YouTube. Uh, and on Facebook. How's the video? How's the video? Let us know how's the video, because right now it ain't looking good. All right. Give us one sec while we take a look. Yeah, we're just doing some quick things right now just to make sure that you all are getting the best live quality that we can possibly offer. Hmm. Let's do this. Let's. I say don't pull up anything else just to keep the screen where we are if possible. Well, I'm going to, maybe it's because we're doing so many outputs. 
I'm thinking we don't stream on the additional ones. So bye bye. It looked like everything was okay until we started clicking another button. Okay. And the video's frozen. Oh, never mind. It just looks weird. <laughs> All right. We didn't ask the deeper question. I know. Pull that up. Deeper. What's one thing you wish they taught in school and why? One thing that I wish that is taught more in school is financial literacy, but not like the classroom way. Because folks are all, man, I wish that they would have taught us about credit. We did have a segment about credit and things like that, but it's like how to actually run a household and not just like one semester or one year. I think you should go ninth grade through 12th grade, that that should be a constant thing that gets reinforced with high school kids is how to manage the finances in your household. And if you're able to stick with the same school system, you should have some type of uh, simulation that runs that, that you're given so much uh, expenses and uh, uh, um, earn points. Like let's say your freshman year, you start out $500 a month, right? And different things that you do is recorded or whatever that are expenses. You should be able to run that and simulate it all the way up through, through, through your high school year. Can you do that? Or how does that look if you change schools? And eh, it sucks to be you if you go away from a school that has something that awesome. But I think financial literacy and how to effectively uh, take care of your um, income and expenses is something that I think needs more emphasis on. Okay. Loki, you know that's what I do for a living, right? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. Check it. Like, wait a minute. That's. We, we do offer those courses. The issue is, and this is what I feel should be taught more in school, accountability and consequences for actions. And I say that because I don't feel like even though we offer that and so often you hear people our age and older say, oh, students should learn how to do this. Well, we do teach it. It's just students don't pay attention to it they don't listen like there's no fun way to teach you to balance your checkbook and that you should know how much money you have their thing is oh well you know i'll just go on youtube and become youtube famous and all this other stuff but we do offer it so personally i feel one thing that should be taught more in school consequences for your behavior and accountability okay that part how how do we do that though right because you've got a point like if i'm gonna learn about American history and I only have that like one semester and I don't really have to focus on that or think about it. It's kind of like it's in one ear, not the other. That's why my suggestion was like you make it a theme and attach some actual consequences to it. You know, if you go below a certain credit threshold, you and I were talking about our credit scores, which is part of transparency prior to us going live today. And have it so that if you mismanage your credit or whatnot, you, I don't know, you, you have to do something extra because of the bad decisions that you chose to make. Yeah. But you're right. There should be some type of consequences 
attached to the lessons that you're learning as well. Because in real life, the consequences matter. If your credit's jacked up and you have to borrow money for something, banks or whoever is going to look at you as a risk, right? And that 19% interest loan that you get is going to, in, in essence, hurt you more than somebody with excellent credit that might need to get a loan, but their credit uh, is lent out at a 2.1% interest, where over time they're paying back a lot less than the person with the 19% interest. So there are real life consequences to not understanding this stuff and getting it right. So here's my thing about consequences real quick. And then we can move on with that thing. I got, I don't think I told you I've gotten an email. So my grading policy is very simple. I don't accept late work. You know why? Because if my principal, if my boss asks me for something by a certain day, it's due at that particular day. She doesn't want to hear from me later on. Oh, sorry, but I wasn't able to do this. And she definitely doesn't want to hear beyond the due date that I was unable to turn in something. So for me, when things come due, when things are due in my classroom, pretty simple. I explain it. And I had this one particular student who sat in my classroom and they and their peer kept laughing and like we're doing all these other things except the classwork. Well, the day that I was absent last week, I sent a message and said, all work is absolutely due by this day. Now, mind you, the work had actually been due on Friday. So me giving this extra day was grace. Well, they were upset when they came in on Tuesday that they didn't know how to submit the assignment. Mind you, they didn't send me any message on Monday asking me how to submit the assignment or anything like that. On Tuesday, they're asking me, okay, um, how do you submit this? And I was like, you mean the stuff that I gave a bottom line deadline of yesterday? Oh, I can show you, but I'm not accepting it. Like, I'm not going to grade it. They reach out to their mother, have their mother reach out to me. Mother sends this long email like, well, why aren't you accepting work as late as other people? And also we have X, Y, and Z going on in our family. And I was like, respectfully, I'm not other people. I'm a CTE course. I'm teaching you things that are for your life, Good. life skills that you, you need. I don't have to follow the same grading policy that everyone else in my building follows because I'm not them. And right now our district doesn't have uniform policies. And then for me, I'm just like, why are you telling me about the personal stuff that's going on in your household? respectfully, you don't care about what happens in my household and what I bring to my job. So I don't care what's happening in your household. And that's not me trying to be me. That's just me saying you are teaching your child right here and now that excuses matter more than accountability. And I am not for that. Like, miss me with that. Okay? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I absolutely love it. Of course, I put that's that in a professionally want. worded email. I don't care how you say I like it, my job. as long as the message <laughs> was on point to that, yeah, I respect it. So that's what I feel we need to be teaching in schools. Coming from a teacher, this is what we need to be teaching in schools. I wonder if they went to their fathers, if their fathers would have said the same thing. No, nah, that was part of the family issue. That's <laughs> a, another story for another day. Okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, we had uh, some people pop in. Tarika said that writing and reading is how she de-stresses. Nice. And we got Free T in the building. Who had a video, I think, come out today? Okay. Something like Free that. Free T is in the building, as is Wileen Living. Kendra is also up in here. And yes, I'm sorry, Tarika, I forgot. I do write to de-stress sometimes. But when I'm like really, really stressed, writing isn't the first thing that I turn to. Nerds. 
hater. All y'all How you gonna call us a nerd, but your de-stressing thing is video games. Video games is nerd. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. That's nerd alert. Nerdy. Oh. Do y'all think playing video games? Do you games see is the nerdy? shirt he is wearing, y'all? How he gonna say video games is not nerdy? Hey, even Superman played video games. Superman played World of Warcraft. You know what I watched yesterday? I sat and I watched the four-hour-long Justice League movie. The Snyder Cut? Yeah, yeah I literally sat, sat there and watched it. I watched that during the Super Bowl that I refused to watch. Yeah, Henry Cable plays World of Warcraft. I love him. He's such a great actor. He is. I actually like everything he's been in so far. Mm-hmm. I'm sad that he's no longer Superman. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the topics. Let's get into it. Free T, you didn't miss anything, huh? We just getting started. What you missed, actually, what you missed was our little video glitch. But hey, we're here. You and I met when you were how old? When I was 35 years old. About about to be 36. All right. In your prior relationships, let's let's kind of recap people on some things. I was in a 14-year marriage that ended in 2019. You have never been married. Any engagements? Yes. How many? I think two. No, 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 no. You think two or you... It, there is no I think. It Either was, you've been engaged or you haven't been. It was a Michelle were getting married. One person got down on his knee, though. But there was no ring exchange. Well, there you was a ring exchange for something else. Well, then two. Okay. Maybe so three. Two. Two and a possible. Well, what's this possible? We're not moving forward <laughs> until you explain this possible. The possible was one person said something along those lines, but I don't necessarily consider that. This is... What was business contracts? Was there an offer and did you accept it? Will you marry me? No, nah, it wasn't put in, that, okay. in those terms. So, no. All right. So, two. two. Yeah. Actually, I cut you off. I ain't going to let you slide. This third one, explain more of it. It was a, okay, so some things happened and he was like, and he said, you know, I should marry you and all this other stuff. But there was no, will you marry me? Even if there was no exchange of rings or anything like that, there was no, will you marry me? There was talk of, okay, we could do this thing together, but no actions that really backed it up. So is or words without actions really something that you can say on? I don't think so. Shout out to my uncle for popping in. He said, what are we talking about? Hey, how are you? We're hitting up transparency today. Nate, so Nate's older than both of us. He's a nice, wise age of 50-something. Nate, how long into a relationship do you open up like all the things, right? Like what you say, me and Shorty gonna be serious here. How quick and how much transparency do you give? For example, cell phone passwords, laptop passwords, what your credit score is. That's the focus of today's topic. But I wanted to go back into the beginning, right? <laughs> so Michelle, again, yeah, you're back on the hot seat. Oh goodness. Okay. For your engagement, yes. did you and the other person ever talk about your credit scores, how much assets and liabilities y'all had, what each other's passwords were, all of that stuff? We never went that deep. So the first one, he and I were 
dumb young. We never, ever, ever talked about that. The second one, we lived together. And the funny thing is we didn't go into that much depth. Like he, he was younger than me. So the most that we talked about was how much we earned. We never talked about our debt or anything like that. Not, not really. So we didn't talk about my student loans because that's where my debt is. We didn't talk about my student loans and he didn't talk about any of that stuff. We knew, okay, we had a car payment and we knew that we paid rent places. So we knew that type of stuff and we knew what bills we had, but we didn't really get into the nitty gritty. And there was definitely no sharing of deep personal information. Like, I think I may have known his social at that time because like we were living together, but not really. We didn't really go in depth. I would say on a scale from one to 10, one being we know nothing and 10 being we know absolutely everything about each other. I would say we were probably like a six. What was the age range of this one that you're talking about now? So when we got together, I was 28. He was 25. And we were together for two years. So we broke up um, right after I turned 30. And he was a couple of months into 28. See, that's what's interesting. Because in your mid-20s, I don't think you really think about that stuff in the way that you you and I both do now. And I think most people, 35 and above, I want to say, places a priority on that level of transparency, mm-hmm. which is intimate when you really think about, right? Yeah. Because if you made a lot of great decisions, you don't mind saying, I got an 800 credit score, this much in my savings, you know, yada, yada, because that shows that you made good decisions in the past and mm-hmm. had things set up for you. If your credit score isn't the best, and somebody go, hey, man, what's your credit score? And you're like, hey, man, hey, look, uh, so let me tell you what happened. And, and, and you got to start it off like that. Yeah. Then that may not be indicative of decisions that you're making now. It could be indicative of, hey, you had a rough past in making those type of choices and decisions that got you the score that you have now. But you could be turning things around. And if you don't have anybody that explains that to you at an early age, you might be flying by the seat of your pants, hit your 30s, and then go, oh, actually, I need to really be focusing on this so that when you do get somebody and y'all do decide to cohabitate, y'all do decide to do something like get married together, you can, you should have those type of conversations before you move in together. Now. In that relationship, why didn't it work out? It didn't work out because I thought he was cheating. Okay. He was not, but I thought he was cheating. There's something that you said that really, really stands out to me. And what stood out to me is the fact that you have to have these conversations. You have to make these decisions. But the reality is ignorance is taught and inherited, I believe, to an extent. Ignorance in the purest definition of without knowledge. And I look at my family history and I look at his family history, like that particular guy. I look at our family background and we did not have anyone who was sitting down talking finance to us. Neither one of us did. Um, He had that father who was like, you know, 
to be a man, you got to do X, Y, and Z, but not necessarily given like those financial conversations and everything like that. We both came from a divorced household and we just, we didn't have those things. And I think that makes a big difference. Like you see so many people talking about what you need to do in a relationship and modern woman, this and all this other stuff. But how many people do you have truly sitting down saying that you need to have these conversations about your finance because they make a difference and you need to know what to do and you know what debt to take out what debt not to take out and how to be able to bounce back from things i didn't have that i say it all the time my mom is a um, an immigrant to this country like she is not from america and she didn't grow up with her father like legitimately did not know her father at all so i never knew my grandfather, she never had anyone sitting down and talking finances to her and things in Jamaica. Like she was just poor, like wouldn't very much finances to talk about. And when she came to America, it was, she had four kids. She was trying to provide for those four kids. And then she met my dad thinking that he was going to kind of like lead and everything like that, but he didn't. They had me and never learned financial literacy, never knew any of those things but was taking out credit and doing things for my dad because she legitimately did not know any better because it's not like her mother was showing her or anything like that. So we're talking about cyclical things that are happening, cycles that are just continuing to go on where people don't know any better. So they're not doing any better. And I think that that played a great role. My mom didn't have any financial literacy to pass down to me. And my dad wasn't there. And my older siblings did not know any more financial literacy than I did to be able to pass down. All we knew was credit. All we knew was doing things and then eventually paying for them over time because that was the American dream that my Jamaican family came and inherited. And I think we don't talk about that enough, that these conversations start in your home mm -hmm. before you're able to go out and have relationships with other people. Yep. Now, Tarika said, <laughs> hater on the nerdism. <laughs> of course. And the writer, yeah, I, I'm just not a writer, so I can't relate to it. But yeah, I know you be writing and Tarika, she, she writes and stuff as well. So that's therapy for some people. That's how, that's how they relax. It's very cathartic. I love it. Absolutely love it. Now, we're talking about finances, but it falls under that umbrella of transparency people are afraid of how their numbers may look and what the other person may think about them because they don't have their credit above a certain score because they have x amount of debt and you're like how can you get so much debt at whatever age what was your opinion on um our relationship and how comfortable were you to be transparent like at what point were you saying i'm gonna be okay being transparent with this man because i'm trying to keep him around <laughs> well king i am so glad you asked me that question Ooh, your face okay because i knew from the moment that i met you that i wanted to be with you but Again, I go back to September 24, 2022, which is the day that I fell in love with you. Like I knew from then that we were going to be together. So I had absolutely no issue sharing that information with you. 
the hardest thing for me to tell you, I told you, I think on our very first conversation. And other than that, nothing was ever hard for me to tell you. Now, we made things official in October. Did we have each other's phone passwords before then or after then? I don't remember. I legitimately don't remember either. Okay. I don't. So, I think you and I both agree on something, is that if you are going to make something official with somebody, right, you don't necessarily have to have the level of fiancé or anything like that. If y'all are saying, hey, that's my boo thing. Hey, boo thing. All transparency in all matters applies. Mm-hmm. There was something that they talked about on the Better Than Perfect podcast that initially I wasn't necessarily cool with, and it's as follows. I have peers and people that they'll share stuff with me via text, right? Yeah. And I would say, or they say, hey, man, keep this between you and I. Mm-hmm. Now, while you have the passcodes to my phone or whatnot. But do I know it? I would say, hey, if you see something from so-and-so, don't open that up because that person shared something with me that only, they asked that only I look at it. Mm -hmm. Well, on John and Nicole's podcast, when they talked about transparency, they believe, now, uh, this is a married couple, but they believe that if you share something with one person, you might as well let that person know that, hey, anything I know, my significant other also knows. So if you're not comfortable with that arrangement, don't tell me. Yeah. And after thinking more about that, I'm actually kind of more on board with that as a thing than I am as saying, hey, you know, don't look at this because this person asked for discretion. So I want to honor that. I more fall along the lines of that, yet the way I still operate is if I know somebody shares something with you in confidence, I'm not going to go reading it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go looking for, well, I wonder what so-and-so said in confidence. I, you know, like, that's just not my but thing. Is it because of the titles that I carry that it's a little bit harder for you to, to do that with me? Sort of. Yo, that's excellent. Now, because of you being a minister and things like that, there are things that people would want to come to you in confidence about. Yeah. And for me, like, I respect somebody saying that. I respect somebody saying, hey, um, I need to talk to my minister about something, but I need it between me, my minister, and God, per se. And people should be comfortable enough to do that. Where if they're gonna go, well, I know she's with King, so and they have full transparency, yada yada. I mean, I want to go to her because I don't want King to know. Because no disrespect to King, I just don't know him, I don't want him in my business, you know what I'm saying? But I think some of that onus also falls on the person who's sharing or the person who's receiving that information because there are times like I wear a lot of different hats, I am a teacher. I serve on my school's leadership team. I serve on a leadership team throughout the county. I also serve on the board of directors for our teachers association. And sometimes those hats don't all align perfectly. So sometimes I'll ask someone, who are you telling this to? Mm -hmm. Are you you telling this to Michelle, the person? Are you telling this to Minister Michelle? 
Are you telling this to Michelle, the board member? Like, who are you telling? Because that will dictate whom, who else I can share this information with or what I do with that information. But if you don't tell me who you're telling it to, you're telling it to Michelle and Michelle will tell King because Michelle sometimes just needs someone to sound things against. If you're, if you don't specify who you're telling, this means that Michelle can talk to King about it. Michelle can get King's opinion. Michelle can go from there. Minister Early doesn't share everything with King. FCTA, Michelle, board member Michelle, doesn't share everything with her her colleagues because some things are just TMI. Like we had something happen at my school. I got a little bit more intel, just a little bit more intel. Wasn't my place to share it with anyone else at the school, even though we all had questions. The capacity in which I found out meant that I couldn't share it with other people. So I, I understand that some things happen that you just, you can't share. Mm -hmm. And I came from somebody that had a background that used to have a top secret clearance, like excluding work stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That there are things that, in in my opinion, it's a discretion thing. Mm -hmm. I've personally followed on the lines of, mm, should I say that? Some people say you should be able to tell your significant other everything. You, while you should be able to tell you them never everything, said that. That doesn't, that, let me finish. Yeah. While you should be able to tell somebody everything, I still think that discretion should happen on what gets shared and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And the discretion falls on the sharer, not the sharee. I don't know if that's a word, but it sounded good. <laughs> now, there was something in the comments that I think you and I need to talk about. Nate said, oh, hey, Stacey. Uh, I'm glad that you're able to pop in over there, over on YouTube. Nate said he's going to share whenever he feels comfortable with that person. And Free T came back and said, ot, ot, ot. <laughs> we need a time frame, Nathaniel. And she's right. She's right. Whenever I feel comfortable, um, what if that's you, you've decided to talk to somebody, y'all advance a little bit in y'all's relationship. Are you, are you going to be a year before you allow that person to have your cell phone passcodes? 18 months, which is past the newish part of y'all's relationship, before you're comfortable? Like, you kind of need a time frame on it. So I, I get that. And I understand that you and I were watching the show all rise. Right. Mm -hmm. And without giving away something in the show, there was a couple that moved in together. Like they moved in together and I don't know the time frame, but they had been living together for some time before the L word was even dropped. Okay. And I remember thinking like when I saw that episode, I was like, that's the first time that they lived together. Yeah. Ain't no How you live with somebody and you ain't never said I love you before. Time frames for people are different. Like I say all that to say time frame for some people are different. What you need to make sure is that the two of y'all are on the same time frame. Yes. Like if, if you aren't comfortable sharing your sharing all that level of intimacy and everything until like a year into it, but the other person is ready to do that much earlier. That's the level of incompatibility that you have to be able to yeah. address because they're going to be sitting like the person who did share is going to be like, well, why aren't they sharing their information? Like this seems really sketchy that you're not willing to share that information. And that can lead to potential problems. You have to be willing, you have to be on par 
and willing to do things at the same pace as someone else. Now for us, specifically with the L word, there was a little bit of a time difference between the two of us, yeah, we had a but bit not of a that bit of a delay. <laughs> it wasn't that great. And when I told it to you first, because we both know I was the first one. When I told it to you first, I said that it was okay that you didn't feel that way. What was it? You did. What was our split difference from a when little you over said a month? What I said. Okay. So, so I said it? it to you like around Christmas of uh, twenty two. Mm-hmm. It was during our Christmas break of twenty two, and then you said it February third, two thousand twenty three. Yes, y'all, we missed the one year anniversary when he first said I love you to me. But yes. It was just a little bit of time difference, a little bit over a month. Yeah. And for those of y'all that missed our earlier conversation about it, when she told me that she loved me, she set it up and said, I anticipate you saying one of three things. I said neither one of those three, and I just said, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. I'm here pouring out my heart like, I have something to tell you, and it's okay if you don't feel the same way. Like I'm predicting you're going to have one of three responses and y'all, he hits me with that. Okay. And I promise you on everything, it was a level of devastation because I braced myself for three, three. three. So it was going to be, I love you too. Thank you. Or like, wow. Or something like that. And you hit me with, okay. And my mind was not prepared for that. My mind was not prepared. There was a high level of devastation because I was not prepared for that at all. I mean, we can, what if this, but what what if it was longer that I said it? I was still acting the way that I was. And according to you, I was showing you. You were showing the love all the time. But what if it had been half a year? Well, so here's the thing. I don't think that after everything that I did, I'd be like, love you, King. So, like, I don't think I was getting off the phone saying, love you, King, and then you're not saying anything back. I think I said it to you over that Christmas trip, and then I don't think I said it to you again. Like, in my head, I was saying it. In my journal, I was writing it. But I don't think I'd said it multiple times. However, if I had said it multiple times, and every time I'm saying it, and it's still like a six-month period, I'd have been like, but does he not love me? Yeah. <laughs> Do you not love me? What no, like that would be totally different if I'd been saying it all the time and there was nothing coming from it. Side note. Side note. I don't think saying I love you should be a call and response type thing. Huh. I don't feel like saying it all the time. I show love. I don't necessarily feel as though I need to say it. But what if the person that says it to you, words of affirmation is their love language, so like they need to hear it from you? Then I do it because part of understanding the love language is it's not just how you are with showing love or hearing love, but it's how your significant other receives love as well. Like, what's the best way that they can feel it? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not natural for me. For me to just be saying it all willy-nilly. That's just me, though. But you know this. Actually, I don't, because you do say it all the time. Because of you. Aww. Matter of fact, I want You say it all the time to me, and you say it all the time to Castle. And you say it to your dad. Like, I, I hear it. I have to say it to Castle. I had lunch with Winifred. Right. We had brunch on yesterday, uh, Sunday, and 
one of the things that she said was that being with you and um she's seen me oh here we go <laughs> she's seen like how happy i am and that i do pda with you and stuff and i'm like i've never been a person that's been against pda and things like that and i'm generally always i was happy before <laughs> i knew that was coming <laughs> and she said that she saw that difference in me and i'm like there was no difference though winnie it was i was always a happy-go-lucky dude and hey you don't get this pda like i i've never been against pda in my life or anything now if somebody that i'm with it isn't about that then like i can adjust for that but i don't need pda but i'm also comfortable showing public dis displays of affection if my significant other is also comfortable showing public displays of affection thoughts you want to kiss we get ours at the end <laughs> no um I've always been one for PDA, but I will say, I don't think I ever knew that the call and response thing wasn't your thing. And maybe it is because I told you early on that for me, I had that relationship with my mom where I had to have that conversation with her in, when I was in high school, mm -hmm. that this is how I need love. Like I, your love action is um, acts of service, mine, physical touch, quality time, and words of affirmation. And some of those things are like par. So physical touch and quality time are neck and neck because I can't get that physical touch if we don't spend quality time. So I, I need that. And then right underneath of it, words of affirmation. So I do need to hear that you, you love me. And those are the, I feel those are my three love languages because those are the three things I didn't get growing up. So those are the things that now, as an adult, I need. It seems like the stream is on a whole five-minute delay. It is on a five-minute delay. I'm going to tell you, it is a five-minute delay. Nice. Yeah. All right. So taking a look at some of the comments that came in just now, Nate responded to Free Tea and said, the timeline is whenever you feel comfortable. Okay. And she followed that up with, I respect it. Okay. All right. I like it. So if the timeline is whenever somebody say that they feel comfortable, then they should also have to live with the consequences. If like what you and I talked about earlier, y'all aren't on the same pacing or like the same space with that type of transparency, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It isn't fair if one person is comfortable, open up and the other one isn't. If every time you set your phone down and somebody goes to maybe pick it up because they're just trying to figure out what time it is, and all of a sudden you reach real quick, like, hey, hold up. I'm going to tell you right now, that's the ultimate, like. Oh, you mean the, so I put my phone down and you, like, you're grabbing something else and then I, like, do the quick snatch. Yeah. <laughs> I say, I'll see that happen. It's I think so I saw that happen in my relationship with the one that I said I thought he was cheating and uh, I was like it's so cringy yeah. I saw it happen with somebody else where they were matter of fact they were engaged mm. they, they were engaged and 
he went to go and reach for like a fork that was past her phone and she like quickly grabbed her phone and like moved it closer to her i saw it he saw it and i i saw him in his mind go should i address this and he did and he said huh you know what we're gonna talk about this later guess what what they're no longer engaged okay 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 but what if so what if you're reaching for something right and there's a glass of water next to it and i'm not thinking about my cell phone in the ooh, let me hide it from him but i'm thinking about my cell phone in the that water's going to spill over as he's reaching for something. So I'm grabbing my cell phone to move it out the way. Because I don't care about everything else getting messed up, but I do care about the cell phone getting wet. Context matters. Because there was one instance where, and I might be mixing things up, a cell phone was close to the edge or something, and then one person was there, and then the other person moved the cell phone so that it didn't, like, fall off. But in this instance, it was obvious that she was grabbing her phone to keep this dude from touching it. Mm, okay. And okay. That's fair. And they were engaged. And I'm like, yeah. Like, I kind of was like, all right, I'm going to go over here. Because <laughs> you could feel the tension instantly when it happened. Okay. Okay. So, I would say that if you're, if you're serious, like, date number one, date number two, no, right? I feel you shouldn't even have your cell phone out on date number one. Thank two. you. Thank, let's start Unless this. you're scheduling, unless you're at that part of date number one where you are actively looking at your schedules to schedule for date number two, then no. Or unless you are a parent of like a young child and something could go wrong, then otherwise, no, I feel you shouldn't have your cell phone out on a date at all. Sorry, this is my therapist confirming my appointment for tomorrow. <laughs> Why are people afraid of transparency? Because transparency calls for accountability, like we talked about before. There's a high level of accountability that comes with transparency. And if I'm completely open with you, then you are going to hold me accountable. And you might judge me for some of the things that I've done. Hmm. Hmm. And I don't want you to judge me. Oh, I need to tell him I need the address. Sorry, my bad. All right, go ahead and do that. So while you're doing that, y'all, I heard this crazy story. Lady matches with somebody on Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, one of them, right? They go out to eat. Before he picks her up, she says, hey, my car won't start. He says, don't worry, I'll come pick you up. So he shows up, he picks her up, they go out to eat, and apparently after he ordered a drink and finished his drink, he said, I'm going to go to the restroom, bounces on her, doesn't, you know, pay for his drink or anything like that. So now she's rideless, dateless, and if uh, who knows how much money <laughs> she had <laughs> to where this guy just ditched her. So she goes on TikTok to talk about it and even has a follow-up to where she says, y'all, I found the guy because when he had unmatched and everything, she's like, I didn't screenshot anything because, you know, he seemed like he was on the up and up. He called himself a therapist in uh, on the thing, on the dating profile. And how she found him, or at least 
Kim, mm-hmm. the Facebook group, are we dating the same, same guy and then the city that they were in? And he, he, he went by a different name. Apparently, he was not a therapist, all that jazz. And he had been known for doing some crazy stuff like that before. It's crazy that Facebook groups like that exist because idiot guys like him are out there scamming people, right? Like, uh, why agree to something? Mm-hmm. Go pick the person up. You go out to, you know, eat, you see them, you meet a person, and then just leave. Like, what? what does that do? What do you gain from that? I don't understand somebody that makes that kind of decision. All right. So, and I know that this is the delay, but um, Taj said that it was glitching a little bit. Dang it. All right. So I'm telling you right now, we, we might not, it could be, I know I changed some settings, mm-hmm. but I optimized stuff, but the internet's still not fast enough to where it should be. And I think streaming across all the platforms is bad. We're going to have to reduce it to just Owls and Perry production. Okay. Okay. So going forward, that's what we need to do. Okay. What else we got? Um, I think that's it. So let's address Taja's comment. It's not you. We, a lot of things going on, but we thank you all for still tuning in. Hopefully the audio, that's what I was trying to listen to. Hopefully the audio is up to par. All right. So one second. For a second. All right, so we can turn it down now. Well, I muted the mics, but the mics are now back hot. Hot mic, hot mic. Hot mic. So we'll get things figured out. (laughs) Building this plane as we fly, y'all. Yeah, I was just about to say, um, it's always a learning experience. But I'm going to be very honest. No matter how rough or choppy some of these episodes are, I'm grateful for the time together. You know me. I'm, I'm always down for for quality time and we're learning we're growing all i just wanted to keep on going thank you baby you know what we're talking about tomorrow i'm sorry next monday no do you nope <laughs> we never I, we used to build things we, we, we had, we like, had a whole catalog of things. like what we were going to talk about and we could just easily pull them up now we're just a we got bigger fish to fry. Let's not even tackle the title thing. Like, we can do that later. Bet. Well, let's see. We got one more thing here, and we're going to close out the show. Nate said, some people know what the timeline is. They need to stop tripping. No, uh, no, no, no. No, I'm not going to let you off with that one. No. That's a bunch of bull crap. So hard. Pivot it real quick. <laughs> That's a bunch of bull crap. You're halfway right. What you're comfortable with on what your timeline is, is your timeline. You can't let somebody else dictate what their timeline is. However, cohabitating, asking somebody to be your significant other on any level you make things official you should allow that person to have an additional level of transparency to you 
because you're saying, hey, look, I'm committing to you. You're committing to me. This is me. You should have that. If you don't, then don't make that commitment if you're not willing to be fully transparent, honest, open, and transparent. Shout, Shout out to, to the, the real precious. precious. You have to be honest, open, and transparent for a relationship to thrive. Not just survive, but thrive. And I don't even believe a relationship should be surviving. If you have a relationship that's surviving, hit the eject button, get out. There's no need to be in a relationship where y'all are simply surviving. Who wants to live like that? Yeah. I know I don't. She just sounded like she don't want to live in a, be in a relationship where she's just surviving either. No, the relationship should be thriving. And the ways that you can get to a thriving relationship, from what I've learned from my failed relationships, is to be honest with yourself and that person. Be open with yourself and that person. Be transparent with yourself and that person. And either you accept the honesty, open, and transparency that you can give to yourself and that person. And if they accept all of that and they can do the same thing with you, you have a synergistic relationship that can thrive. If none of those elements are there, I'm telling y'all, it's not going to work. And you might be disappointed in somebody because you're like, man, I really wanted it to work out with this person. They're a fantastic person, but they can't be open with you about certain things. Maybe because they still need to be open with themselves about certain things. Now, you got to ask yourself, how patient can I be? And can that person get there? Mm -hmm. If you have the patience and you believe that they can get there, allow that person to get to where they need to be that's comfortable for both you and that person. That might be a while. But y'all both should be on the same page about that. I just went off. You did. I'm sitting here like I don't have any cash to put in the collection plate or nothing. Like, did you ever take anything out of a collection plate ever in your lifetime? No. Why would I take something like that? Okay. So before we go off air, Nate, close your ears. Oh, no. <laughs> we ain't going to say this live. We going to say it live. All right. When I was like in the 11th grade, and I wanted to get something from the store that was right down the street, Romaine's, right down the road from uh, Cool JC, Refuge to Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ. I one time strategically, because I used to sit up in the front, because that's, that is what my dad made me sit up, I strategically sat in the back. And the lady that would pass around the collection place, she was kind of blind sometimes. So one time when I knew that she wasn't looking, I put a dollar in, <laughs> but I pawned $5 out so that I could get additional stuff from the convenience store right down the road. Do I feel proud about this? No, but it happened. This is the first time I've ever said this story out loud. It was in love? Yes. Yes. All right. So the lesson in that, don't be me. Just don't be me. All right. Oh my gosh. Let's see. Preeti said, 
Oh, because okay, it's crazy talking yeah. about what we shared earlier. The thing that I'm afraid, I don't know if we hit stop streaming. Yeah, so I thought about that too. I thought about that too. I was like, we won't have to let this run. So I, I don't know. Do we just like play um, a video or something or just have a blank screen and turn off the mics? But I did think about that, like if it's going to cut off and we're at at least like a five minute delay. So I think I was literally thinking that. Okay. Because I don't know how this works, this is what we're going to do. So we're going to end the stream after we get done and give our kiss. And there's going to be, um, it's just going to show the king and me. Yeah. So those of y'all that are listening live, after our kiss, y'all can walk away. We're going to have to let this run until we see on our side that, our it's done. that it's done. Yeah. And then post, I can go in, take that off, and then be good to go. Okay. So that's how we're going to handle this. We'll be back next week. If you're not following our TikTok, Instagram, all of that jazz, be sure to hit the link in our link tree. If you want to get this game, let's get deep. We have a specific link for that in the description as well. To Perry Productions, we appreciate you, brother, for letting us live stream the King and Me show on your channel as well. If you have not hit the like button yet, do it. Why not? Nice. That That's the reason why the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl, because y'all didn't hit the like button. That's exactly why. <laughs> oh, oh, let's talk about it real quick. What, what Usher did with Alicia Keys doing a performance. That's a married woman. They're entertainers. Do you agree with what they did? Do you agree? Your personal opinions on it. My personal opinion? And for those of y'all out there, if y'all watched it, what do y'all think? They're entertainers. So I, I say that they are entertainers. And I say that because I saw, sometime yesterday, I saw a picture of Denzel Washington walking with his wife. And like, he was holding his hand holding her hand. He was leading. Like, you could tell he loved this woman. And and in that moment that I'm looking at that picture, I'm like, how many movies has Denzel been in where he was kissing another woman, mm -hmm. right? They're entertainers. That's what they do. They entertain. So in that moment, I'm sure that that was something that his wife had to check at the door. Like, I know that I am marrying a man who is going to become an actor. He's going to go off and he's going to do great things. So there's just certain things that you check at the door. And someone who's an entertainer, you kind of check that at the door that they're going to do that. So, Michelle, mm -hmm. I'm considering taking acting classes in about a decade. Samuel L. Jackson got his start off late. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm in a scene where, you know, I got to plant my lips on another actress to act out the scene, right? It's part of our scene. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference because there are some actors and actresses who do not kiss anyone else on the screen. So are you saying that if I were to get into the, the entertainment, actually, no, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Tell me what you're saying. What I'm saying is I'm Jamaican. We don't do that. That, that didn't answer my question. I think you know what I'm saying because it's kind of illegal for me to make thoughts online. Like on <laughs> Answer the question as to No, I would not be okay with that. You would not be okay with I that. didn't respectfully I didn't sign up to be with that type of entertainer. I'm not okay with that. Like I'm not. 
oh, so you out here wanting me to just not not be able to fully fly and spread my wings and get these roles. Hmm? 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 No, sir, I don't feel like you have to do that. Like, I don't feel like you have to do that. They were entertainers. Like, they're all entertainers. They've been doing that since they were younger. That's something that comes along with the territory. You and I didn't meet at that phase of your life. Life is entertainment, Michelle. So you okay if I go on camera and I'm kissing some other guy? I know how to put things in the proper place. Okay. Well, you are better than me. You're older than me, and you are more mature than I am. <laughs> now, the reason why I said I'm not going to put words in your mouth is because you could have said, King, you should have it in your contract. Like, um, there was a movie that I recently watched where it was Jonah, and um, he was white, she was black. They had, like, zero intimate moments besides them hugging. I don't think there was ever a kissing scene in that movie between them and it was obvious that it was in their contracts or something that they just weren't going to be slobbing each other's faces let me just say it like yeah, like remember when we saw that christmas movie with um eddie murphy and uh tracy ellis ross yes and you were like there was nothing she probably hasn't written it in her contract because that's right she doesn't kiss anyone on camera so it's a thing that it can be done and that's where I feel like you just don't have to be. No. Me, because me, I look at it from like a germ's perspective. Like mm -hmm. some people are just nasty and I don't want that coming back to my household okay. at all. So I have it in my contract that we get tested and make sure that we ain't got nothing that can make it back in the house. Nope. Mm -mm. <laughs> nope. I love you, babe. I love you, too. This has been uh, an awesome episode of the King and Me show. Let's take a look at what we have here. Tarika said uh, that hers is quality time and physical touch. Speaking about the love, love languages, languages that, yeah. that we were talking about earlier. We'll be back live next Monday, hopefully with better uh, service and live stream capabilities. Then this way, hey, if it ain't one thing, it's another, but we gonna get it right. We gonna get it right. Bear with us, y'all. All right, Michelle? All right, so what you gonna play? You gonna play our banner afterwards? Yeah, if All I right. could get the the thing to come up. There it is. All right, y'all, we out. Peace. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>